0: Welcome back to CJ continuing coverage of the passing of Jean Beliveau, who died tonight at the age of 83. The announcement was made by the Montreal Canadiens at about 11.45 tonight, and we're now joined live by Hockey Night in Canada's George Strombolopoulos. Good evening, George.
1: Hey, buddy. How are you, man?
0: Um, sad night.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a bummer, right? It's terrible.
0: It's uh, it's a really sad night. I, again, something yeah. that I think we all knew was coming. And, you know, we were speaking with Mitch Melnick before, and he said that just the fact that his presence wasn't there at the Bell Center all the time, that you knew it just wasn't wasn't just a cold. You knew that he was sick.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those things where you you want to see him, not just because of what he means to you, but you know what he means to the room. You know, seeing him, seeing Aubrey, Richard, just seeing them in their seats or a little gentle hand wave to the audience. You, you just got a feeling that the people on the ice knew it too. And there are, it's always nice to know that the gods are among you. <laughs> and I think it mattered to the players. I think it mattered to the coaches. And I think it mattered to a certain era of fans as well, because we all know that it's a different league and it's a different sport. And we all know that it's a just a different business, but Jean represented something. And let's not forget It's a game about winning. 17 times his name is on the Stanley Cup. 17 times. That's incredible.
0: Yeah, there are very few figures as large in life. I think of the Rocket, and I go back to the passing of the Rocket, and I believe it was May of 2001, and there's a very similar feeling, and you know that Montrealers are going to just, uh, the outpouring of grief and support, and and, you know I say Montreal, George, but you're a perfect example of somebody from outside of the city who, who bleeds the Bleu Blanc Rouge.
1: Yeah, you know, I'll tell you when I first started working in media, uh early 90s, I was uh doing sports radio and I was a reporter and I remember getting a call one day saying, um, do you want to and I was I wasn't on the air at the time. I was just uh just starting, you know, was a, a producer and a technical up and this guy that I know said, "Listen, uh, you have an opportunity to have breakfast tomorrow with uh, Jean Belaval and Bobby Hull. Would you like to do that?" And I said, "Uh yes, I would." And I showed up <laughs> at this hotel in the morning. I've got to dig to the the uh, photos to find it, and just sitting there with uh, in a hotel in downtown Toronto in the lobby and just talking hockey with Jean Belleveau. And he, I, I know, you know, classy and all that other stuff, the words you hear, but it was legitimately true. And I'll tell you this, going back to the beginning of sports radio in Canada, I can tell you that nobody used the word class act on the radio. Like now everybody says, oh, class act, class act. But back then, dude, people only used it when it referred to Jean Beliveau. That was the beginning of the use of it in sports radio in Canada. And there were classy guys before him, and there will be classy guys after him in the sport. But the use of that phrase started then in sports radio. And I remember sitting across from Jean Beliveau, knowing him through legend more than watching him, knowing him through the tales of my grandfather, who was a Leafs fan, who would begrudge the presence of Jean Beliveau, but did it with respect. And meeting him, I fully understood why there was such reverence to him. And like Rocket Richard, it was more than hockey. It's what he meant to the community. It's what he meant to Francophones at a very crucial time. And he played differently than Rocket Richard. So you had two guys who had immense skill, but they did it differently. I mean, didn't the Habs buy a team? Just to get Jean Beliveau?
0: No, George. But, they bought a league.
1: A league, right? <laughs> so that says an awful lot about the kind of player that they want to be around. Yeah, it's a, it's really sad. And you're right, it, it, because you know it's coming doesn't make it any easier in the moment. And there's this thing that you that happens to you where you you go to sleep at night and you think, oh, you know, I'm not, you know, Jean's not here anymore. Number four is not around anymore. Um, and that's yeah, and that's sad, and that's sad, sad for us. But I hope. I hope that there's peace with his family as, as best as they can get to, you know?
0: Of course. So we, we hope that. And, you know, his, his uh, granddaughters have been quite public. They're often at his side at the games. And, uh, well, we're just finishing up with Hockey Night in Canada's George Strombolopoulos. Follow him on Twitter, if you don't already, at Strombo. Uh, George, I, I think back to your line about the gods, and you don't think of the gods being accessible, and that was one thing that Belleville really was. He, he was larger than life, sure, but he had this gregarious feel to him. And whenever I met him as a kid, I, I have a photo with him at the last game at the Montreal Forum in 1996, where there's just a throng of fans. And the majority of them are my age. And, you know, he had time for all of them. I was a 15 or 16 year old kid at the time. And the same thing knew about him through my, my grandfathers who were, you know, season ticket holders at the Forum. And I would look at these old tickets that I've managed to, uh, you know, collect through the years from being given them at times when I was a kid. And, you know, the $3 ticket to the Forum, and then you hear these incredible stories about these guys that are larger than life, and then whoever thought that as kids we'd get to meet them.
1: And if you look, probably if you look at that photo and see every photo that he took after the fact, he always smiled. Yep. He always smiled, and he's like a lot of those guys, you know, from that generation. When you talk about that first handshake, their hands swallow you. <laughs> um, and in an era where not a lot of the hockey players were huge, Beliveau was a big man, and his hand would swallow you, and he would hold your hand like a grandfather. And I'm not, I'm not saying this, you know, with this kind of poeticism because he's gone. It's he really was that guy, and you you'd be loath to find another guy who carries the same mystique. And what I found really interesting about Beliveau, not to be, to bring humor to the moment, but Leaf fans hate the Habs, right? Bruins fans hate the Habs. People who hate the Habs hate the Habs. Nobody hated Beliveau. Nobody. They all agreed when it came to Jean Beliveau. And he was one of the very few players that could transcend the jersey. Um, and even at the time when he was playing, he could transcend a rivalry. And I always found that to be very interesting. You know, Bob Yor, to a degree, Felt that way as well. This has been a very tough, you know, little run for, for hockey fans. Losing Pat Quinn, of course. You know, the Hall of Fame induction happened where we got to see Pat Burns being inducted, posthumously reminded of the fact that he's not here. Yeah. Um, it, a very different degree, just for political reasons. and other things. You know, Victor Tikhanov is gone now. And you think about an era, like an era. Jean Bellevue knew all too well what it was like, you know, when, when there was, you know, that classy Montreal Canadian in the stands talking about the rivalry, you know, with the soviets and, and 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 so he knows he was a he was a party and a witness to some of the most important memories that we have and most of those guys are going away now and that's pretty that's pretty sad
0: it's uh definitely hard to to think about that it's uh you know as we all get older and you think about those that are older than us that that have you know tangible memories of Belovo and, and it must bring them back to a a place in their childhood that makes tonight a very difficult night
1: yeah, you know, I just put a uh, put a picture on the Facebook page that I saw online, and it was a picture of uh, Jean belaveau and Gordy Howe in Maple Leaf Gardens in 1972, and the two of them just standing beside each other. And you look at them, and you look at the, you get the sense that at that moment Gordy was holding court, and the look Jean has towards him, which is a look of friendship and also respect, pretty lovely, <laughs> pretty lovely uh, to think about it. And um yeah, I think that ceremony, that service that's going to take place in Montreal is going to be. The stuff of legends. Yeah. It will be one of the most incredible things that, that we get to experience. And I hope younger generations sit in front of the television and watch it, because you're not going to see something like this again, I don't think. Not for a long time.
0: No, and, and I think we can assume if you go back in the traditions, and, and with The Rocket, there was a viewing with, uh, I mean, all starting, of course, with Howie Morenz.
1: Right. Uh, the, and Toe Blake as well, right?
0: I had forgotten about Toe Blake, but yes, Absolutely. It's a it's a sad night, and uh, I appreciate you joining us tonight, George. And uh, oh, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Very much looking forward to uh, Hockey Night in Canada's coverage of the passing of Jean Beliveau on Saturday.
1: Thank you, sir. Uh, we will talk soon.
0: Thank you, George. That's bye, bye, bye. George Strombolopoulos from Hockey Night in Canada.